Welcome back to the Jake Beckett Show podcast. I'm your host, Jake Beckett. Back in the house for another great episode this week, and what a week it was. Uh, obviously, the topic of discussion is going to be the earthquake that rumbled through conservative media, uh, which was the news on uh, Monday that Tucker Carlson and Fox News had come to a parting of the ways. Now, it is still relatively unclear, um, you know, what what Tucker's contract situation is, whether he's still under contract, whether he's free to uh, go and do something else. It seems like there's going to have to be some kind of a negotiation over his exit, uh, you know, before he loses the non-compete and is able to uh, get back out there on his own platform. But it was encouraging to see him release that Twitter video, which... I think within 24 or 48 hours, got something like 20 million unique video views, like 75 or 80 million page views, impressions, which is unbelievable. And it was very encouraging. It was a bit of a white pill um, because you know I, I personally, in a much smaller way, have started to see more engagement on Twitter recently. Um, you know, I, I lost my legacy blue check mark. Last week um, or the week before, and I, I subscribed to Twitter Blue, and voila, I've seen my follower count start to steadily increase. You know, I, my brother and a couple of friends texted me and said, "Hey, for the first time in like a year, I've seen your tweets on my timeline." So, I mean, I always suspect that I was somewhat shadow banned or suppressed during the campaign and afterwards. Um, so now, thanks to Twitter Blue, I'm I'm, I'm uh, apparently breaking through that, but whatever it is, I, I'm really I'm encouraged by that, and I, I'm I'm encouraged even though I think it is, um, you know, bad news on its face that, um, you know, someone like Tucker with his message has to leave the primetime slot at Fox News. I think overall, this is an opportunity for a sea change, because what you saw with Twitter, and, and I, I think that's where you know to borrow a Wayne Gretzky phrase. You know, I, I think that's that's kind of where the puck is going. You want to skate to where the puck is going, not where the puck is currently. And you know, I, I hope that for the right, or at least those who aren't hard left, I think Twitter is probably going to be the only space for us. Um, you know, as YouTube is captured, you know, Twitch, all these other all these other mechanisms are are really just conduits for the left. Twitter has at least a fighting chance uh, under Elon Musk's ownership to be a free platform where we can get our message out, where we can create a community, where we can monetize our content. I think that's all very exciting and it's very encouraging. And this was all on display with Tucker's video. But really what I wanted to discuss in relation to Tucker and the Fox News departure is a couple of events that I believe led directly to that parting of the ways or firing um, to, to, uh, pieces of, of media that, that were released. One was his speech uh, last weekend to the Heritage Foundation Gala, and the other one was a clip that I posted on Twitter from a recent podcast he did. I think it was Full Send. And, you know, first of all, to the, to the Heritage Foundation speech, it really is an incredibly brave and direct, simple but profound message, um, you know, filled with uh, with with humility, which I think is a, a very endearing trademark of Tucker, is his humility. And, you know, first of all, he's, he's talking about conservative discourse, and he frames it 
very simply in terms of right and wrong, and more interestingly, good versus evil. Now, on this podcast, I mean, this is something you've heard me say from the beginning, and, and if you followed my campaign and some of my messaging, uh, it's it's been a hallmark of this messaging, so you can imagine how excited I was to hear him speak about the debate, the political debate, the cultural debate in those terms, because as he said, this is not really a debate. When he was coming up, he was a part of Heritage, and you know, it was a it was a battle of ideas. It was, you know, is this corporate tax rate better than this tax rate? Is it these entitlements, you know, should be at this level versus this level? But it was all based upon the premise that both sides had America's best interest in mind in terms of cultural stability, in terms of economic prosperity. You know, that was the old paradigm. On the campaign trail, I talked about, you know, the old Reagan versus Tip O'Neill debates and you know, they might disagree, GOP versus Democrat, but ultimately, they were really still fighting for the same thing. Any neutral, nonpartisan observer right now you know, could not possibly say that both sides are looking out for the best interest of America, of Christendom, of the West. You know, when you've got the Treasury Secretary out there saying that, hey, it's, you know, if you want to help the economy, go get an abortion. When you've got Joe Biden and the left and Democrats saying, um, you know, people should go out there and get trans and kids should be trans and they should be celebrated. When you have a transgender mass murderer of Christians in a state like Tennessee and the, 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 the outcome of that incident, that tragedy, that massacre is new energy on the left, new celebrities on the left, more energy and funding and exposure for the pro-trans cause. You know something else is at play. And Tucker was speaking about that so directly. And you know, part of his humility, he mentions, you know, hey, don't take any spiritual advice from me. I'm, I come from the Episcopalian tradition. I had to laugh at that because I grew up in the Episcopal Church uh, here in central Arkansas. You know, my parents left the Episcopal Church and, and obviously took me and my brothers with me, with them, um, because in the mid-2000s, the Episcopal Church in central Arkansas, the diocese, um, you know, elected or nominated a gay bishop. Okay, this was in Arkansas in the mid-2000s. Okay, so the, the Episcopal Church went through this struggle session that you're seeing the Southern Baptist Convention and the Methodists and the Catholic Church all kind of going through right now. You know, I, I was very well aware of this 20 years ago. And so the, these things were kind of bubbling under the surface, and now, you know, it's, it's become mainstream. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's fascinating to see more and more people become aware of this and realize, well, wait a minute, this is the result of a 75 to 100-year project of the left. And it's not, just, it's not just a political movement. There is a spiritual battle at hand. And it was so exciting to see Tucker talk about that. And you know, the other thing, the other speech that I wanted to highlight, the other clip that I wanted to highlight, was Tucker on this Full Sin podcast, again, having such humility, talking about his own background, his own upbringing through the media, his own career arc. And the, these guys, these hosts of the podcast says, hey, you know, what, do you have any regrets in your career? And he said, absolutely. You know, one of the first examples he, he said was, you know, I was a huge proponent of the Iraq war. And he saw, you know, over the course of time, over the past 20 years, how that narrative fell apart. And of course, you know, how there were very evil and nefarious people who were propagating it. And as his eyes were opened, he realized, you know, hey, the media by and large, and especially conservative media, they serve two major purposes. And, you know, if you've been listening to my stuff and you've been reading my stuff on, on social media, 
you know, it should come as no surprise that the media's role, the right's role, is really twofold. Number one, it is a control apparatus. And, and Tucker actually used that term, which was very exciting. It is a control apparatus. And then number two, it's a, you know, my, and this is my term, it's a cul-de-sac for reactionary energy. You know, people, I, I hear this all the time, you know, I, you know, friends and family, they're, they're very upset. They, you know, they're, they're driving through like homelessness and jumping people in the street. And, you know, they're, they're, they're driving, you know, through gunfire on the way to work and back. And they come home and they're very upset and they, they want to hear someone speak about these issues. And so they turn on the TV into their favorite conservative network, whatever it is, and they hear someone talk about it and they had this cathartic reaction Okay, someone you know, I, someone kind of understands what I'm going through, and then there's this letdown. There's no call to action. There's no rallying around the sword, or or the flag. There, there's no concrete steps about what to do. The, the needle doesn't get moved. Okay, and so it's it's all it's it's a cul-de-sac. It, you you are channeling all of your frustration, all this potential energy, into something that goes nowhere that enriches a few people or, you know, you know, you, you donate to a few candidates, but it doesn't really move the ball down the field in a constructive way. You're actually seeding ground. We're losing. And so it, it's so exciting to see people like Tucker realize that. And I mean, not that he didn't realize it, but to him, for him to actually express it. And I have no doubt that that's part of the reason why he was let go by Fox News. You know, Glenn Beck had the courage to come out this past week and speak about something that he, apparently he was just revealing after 10 years is that, you know, when he, you know, Glenn Beck was at Fox back in the day and, and 10 years ago when he was at Fox, he said that, you know, some executives came to him and said, Hey Glenn, um, you're talking about God too much on the air. And he's like, well, okay. And then about a month later, you know, an executive came to him and said, Hey Glenn, do you know how many times you used the word God on the air in the past week or the past month? And Glenn said, no, how much? He said, 91 times. They were counting the number of times he was using the word God. So after knowing this, like after realizing this, is it any surprise that our movement has been a, a complete and utter failure? That, that you know, if these are the people who have been pulling the strings of the, of the fake and phony conservative movement all these years, you know, should it come as any surprise to see that we've, we failed on basically every issue with a couple of exceptions? Well, of course not. And so I think ultimately, hopefully, my prayer, and you've seen this with you know, some of the ratings recently, is that with Tucker you know, leaving Fox News, there will, this will, there, there will be an acceleration of an already growing trend, which is people leaving these legacy platforms, these legacy networks, and moving to places like this. Places like Twitter, podcasts, streaming services, you know, podcasts like this where you're going to hear the unfiltered truth and you're going to hear it in a way that's going to make you think and then it's going to spur you to action that's going to inspire you. It's not just going to be uh, cotton candy, hot air, empty calories. You know, I, you know we're, we're not just going to be, you know, stroking you uh, for views and, and donations. You know, it's, it's going to be real. And it's not just going to be about about politics or about culture. You know, if you've been listening to me, listening to me, or seeing this podcast, you know it's about more than that. But it's it's going to be it's going to be something that's not just a waste of time, or worse than that, a a pressure release valve for righteous indignation. So we're we're changing the game, and that's what's really fascinating. We'll, we'll see what Tucker ends up doing. But that was one of the main things that 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 I took away 
from 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 Tucker's parting of the ways with with Fox News, and you've seen. I mean, there, there was a a, a, re, a recent uh, release. You know, Fox News's primetime viewership actually dipped below MSNBC's um, this past week. You know, it went from like three million with Tucker to under two million, uh, which is below MSNBC, which is really fascinating. And look, I, I'm not denigrating anyone who goes on Fox. I go on Fox. I go on conservative media networks, Newsmax. I go on podcasts. I'll be on Sean Parnell's podcast later this week. Check that out. Um, because, you know, that's where the viewers are. You know, you got to fish where the fish are. And I'm, I'm trying to attract people to my platform. And I'm trying to, you know, get, get people some awareness of what I'm doing here. And hopefully, you know, I, I'm going to start posting uh, these podcasts on Twitter, you know, from what I can, from what I can see. Um, you can start posting uh, like you know video clips of up to like 35 minutes on Twitter, which is really exciting through Twitter Blue. So hopefully, hopefully, you know we're we're kind of you know breaking through this glass ceiling and we're breaking through some of the censorship and we're we're reaching people because that's really you know at the end of the day it's a battle over information, but really at its at its at its core, it's a spiritual battle. We're fighting a demonic construct. You know, that's, that's really, you know, and, and some of my, my favorite people on the right have been, have been speaking about this and have been speaking about it clearly, but you're really not going to, you know, be able to move the needle until you reach people where they are. And, and I can tell you, as, as someone who, you know, recently did a, a statewide campaign, you know, still the, the, the big paradigm is people who are watching TV. And it's not even cable, it's, it's, it's broadcast news. It's the main channels. So we've still got a long way to go, and you know it's going to be a project. I mean, the left, obviously, as I referenced earlier, I mean, it's been a, a decades-long, you know, you could even argue a, a multi-century project of capturing these institutions, of creating their own voters. You know, not just, you know, I, I, was, I was really encouraged to see, um, you know, on a podcast the other day, uh, R.M. McIntyre, one of my favorites over at Blaze, you know, speak about what the left understands about democracy that the right doesn't understand. You know, and, and Tucker was speaking about this, and that's really my the, the theory of this podcast today, is that, you know, the left, you know, they're, they're not looking at democracy through a prism of what they want it to be. They're looking at it through a prism of what it is. And what it is, it's a, it's, it's a conduit to manipulate people and to create voters that achieve your outcomes, okay? And they do this through institutional capture. They do this through the media, they do this through immigration and demographic change, um, and you know that's that's really how the game is played. Like, there's not really like our system is not really a marketplace for ideas. I hate to break it to you, and that's what Tucker was saying. You know, at, at the Heritage Gala, you know, it's not really a battle a, a battle of you know like philosophical ideas anymore. You, know, you might want to pretend that it is if you're at some think tank in D.C., but on the ground, I can tell you that's not where it's at. You know, people are going to follow the leader. They're going to follow what they're hearing through their main media platforms. And so what I'm trying to do is give people an alternative. You know, that was the, that was the reason behind my political campaign. You know, I want to have the biggest microphone possible to get my message out there so people can hear the truth and start to think about things in a different way because that really, that's the only way that we're going to be able to change the narrative. And, and really what it has to do, it has to be a return to you know, to a, a return to our, our spiritual uh, Christian values that this country was founded upon. That's where it really begins. And, you know, again, if you start speaking the truth like that, the spirit of the age, you know, whether it is the institutional left or the institutional right, as Tucker Carlson found out, you know, it's not always going to work out in the way you, you, you thought it would. 
I mean, I mean, look at the experience of Jesus Christ. You're not always going to receive laurels for speaking the truth. I, I mean, not to, to turn this into a sermon, but I mean, that's, you know, I, I'm very frustrated to see people, you know, in, in the modern era who have this kind of tie-dye shirt-wearing hippie view of Jesus. I mean, that, that kind of a man doesn't get crucified, doesn't get executed. You know, just telling people to, you know, have this Jackie Moon and semi-pro view of, you know, everybody love everybody. That wasn't his message. You have to read the gospel. But in order to get the gospel out there, you know, you have to connect with people. You have to get people to cut through the noise and go and go to the better forms of information. And so that's what that's what I'm doing here. You know, that that's what this podcast is all about. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited to see, you know, some of the changes that are happening on this platform in conservative media in general. Uh, I'm excited to, to, to bring this message to you. Uh, I hope you're seeing if you're seeing it for the first time. Uh, you know, it, follow follow my Twitter account, follow me on Apple and Spotify, subscribe to my YouTube channel, give me a five star review. Because really, what the what the battle is, it's it's a spiritual battle, as Tucker was saying, and it's a battle over information. And so that's where I'm going to leave you this week is with that hopeful message. Hopefully, it's a white pill. It's that you know this is I, I think this is you know this is a step in the right direction. Now I'm not always uh, you know the most positive and sunny guy. You know, I, I'm always gonna to, to tell you straight up. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not mommy. You know, we we've we've kind of failed the past hundred years of American political you know discourse has been mommy talking to you. You know, it's, now it's time for daddy, and you know, daddy is telling you, you know, hey, like this it, it's time for tough love. I mean, it, it, it's time to to look at things the way they are, not the way we wish they were. But I am gonna leave you with a word of encouragement: is that hey, I think things are going in the right direction, at least on Twitter, at least on some social media platforms. I'm hopeful about you know the higher engagement that I'm seeing. I'm hopeful about you know seeing Tucker Carlson get 20 million unique views on his video that he released this week. You know I, I'm I'm very excited to see where he lands. I want to lend my sword to what he's doing in any way that I can. And you know I, I hope that you'll continue to watch and support and share my stuff. Send me a message. My DMs are open. Uh, stay in the fight. And until then, we'll see you next week. 